This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Wow. It is a miracle to just be in one another's presence tonight, today, whenever this is. God exists outside of time. (laughs) And just to behold each other, to be able to touch each other and feel the whole body of Christ. (laughs) And there's a lot to be thankful for, a lot to praise the Lord for, but... We are in a crushing amount of debt, so we knew, we do need to drive those Patreon numbers up. <laughs> so this is our 200th episode, but it's also a fundraiser. If we need to get those up, they're flagging down and down. There's danger that we might dip below the 1,400 subscriber line. And we hear those phones ringing of you all calling in to pledge your support. Thank you so much. We recognize that gift. You are becoming a part of the plan. And God, we pray for abundance. I've been thinking (laughs) about the word abundance a lot and how you want us to live in abundance. You want us to have a lot of freaking expensive stuff. The word gold is coming to me. (laughs) Gold plated, gold leaf. I'm thinking, God, you're laying upon my heart the word crypto. (laughs) Specifically Ethereum. And I I do want to be responsive to that. So yes, tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed, and I did say eyed closed, um, we'll just go around the room and pray for abundance in our lives. We'll start with Caroline. We'll praise we feel led for whoever wants to pray, and then maybe I'll close that out. Lord, I feel so much abundance in Mm. my own life. Um, I cannot ask for more. But I can ask for our guests to have abundance this weekend Mm. on her vacation to an unnamed tropical locale. Mm. I can't have her being stalked, Lord God. But um, I pray that her Mai Tais will be flowing. I pray that she would see through the crystal clear waters not only your purpose in her life, but also a sea turtle or perhaps a tropical fish or two in the coral. I pray that, uh, that 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 time there would be beautiful, <laughs> plenteous, restful. Plenteous. We do pray for plenteous times in yes. everybody's lives, yes. Lord. <laughs> oh, uh, good Lord, Mr. Sir. Nice. <laughs> you got it. Please, on my trip to uh, just a quaint private island <laughs> with only my closest friends. <laughs> She's on the flight logs. Other folks. elites. <laughs> Lolita Express. No. <laughs> Not taking the Not Lolita related. Express. I, think, I hope it's decommissioned. Please, Lord. De- decommission Decommi- the Lolita. Please, Lord, decommission that plane. Please, Please Lord. ground her. Please. And grant me abundance as I eat shaved ice and mm. try to forget my life. That's right. 
in different surroundings. Forgetfulness. Mr. Absolutely, Sir Lord, Lord Gado Mighty. Yes. Lord, I want to lift up my Venmo handle at Kevin T. Porter <laughs> and pray for faith for our listeners. Faith. And for listeners to maybe donate a dollar for every time they've tee hee heed or ha ha'd or even, oh my gosh, can they say that while listening to this podcast? Which for each and every listener, of, of which we have dozens, They've done it hundreds of times, Lord. I, I know that is true. And I believe that you're a God that rewards honesty. Mm-hmm. So if you've honestly ever laughed at this show, maybe drop a few bucks Minimum. at Kevin T. Porter. hundred, I'd say. A hundred, hundred fifty. If you're too. Yeah. yeah. Only if you feel faithful to God. And, it, and if you don't feel faithful, that's okay. We're at episode 200. There may not be an episode 201. Yeah. It depends on if the listeners want it. So we Terrible. ask for faith. That ministry That's was so to sad. end. Yeah. Horrible. Dwindling. And we ask all these things in your precious name, GCF Lord. GCF theme park. GCF theme park. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for the jack-off ride. Can't wait for and the, the Heritage Museum. And the Heritage Museum. <laughs> the Freedom Center for Veterans. Can't wait for the fireproof, like, <laughs> themed... <laughs> Hell House. A recreation of Kevin's apartment. <laughs> Down to every little detail. All these things, Lord. We do need to build. It's for your glory and your kingdom. In your name, we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Wow, they even got the horny poster right. Consider the source. Accurate. Consider the source. It's giving, it's giving share. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Carol. <laughs> and we're here to give share. We give share. And give it up to the Lord here on Good Christian Fun. Episode 200. Whoa. We made it. Oh Pop. my gosh. That was champagne. <laughs> Is 200 a good like milestone to celebrate? Hundreds Huge. always feel yeah. good, but... Sometimes after your first hundred, is it like, do you wait till 500 to celebrate again? I don't know. I mean, it's like you don't want to put on too much of a party for 200, right? Well, your 20th birthday is a big deal. Your 30th birthday is a big deal. I'm turning 32 in a mere week or two as this comes out. Boring. It kind of feels that way, right? I'm wondering if 200 also feels, I don't know. But, you know, it's 100. I think it's huge. I think it's a huge milestone. It's big. You know, Anyone can do 100. There's 51 weeks in a year. You know, 100 episodes (laughs) is nearly two years of work. There's 51 weeks in a year? together. 52, 52. (laughs) I've never heard anyone get that wrong before. Well, first time on this 200th episode to bring my sharp, sharp mind oh, back Lord. to the table. Well, Good Christian Fun is the show that talks about Christian pop culture and the music and the movies and their entertainment made for and made by. And in this week's case about Christians, where we're not here to make fun of them or to make you go to church. We're just here to have some fun. Are you having fun tonight, Caroline? I'm having fun. I love oh famous gosh. Christians. We love it. Yeah. I know. We love competently made Films. Yes. This is our third film in a row that we've done. You realize that, oh, right? Oh, we're on a real movie streak this I year. I know. Yeah. We're in movie heaven right now. Yeah. Last week, we did a documentary called The Jesus Music about, hey, how did the trailblazers, the entrepreneurs, the real visionaries of Christian the contemporary music. business minds in the art world come <laughs> together. How they brand their story. This week, we're talking about a movie called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. 
about the real-life person, Tammy Faye Baker, as directed by, of course you guessed it, Michael Showalter. Of course he directed <laughs> oh, yeah, this movie. Right. It's God, so when weird. I saw that, I was like, wait, huh? We're in a real high mood. We got to keep this going, so we got to introduce... Our very special guest. I should have studied how they did. They're not even Southern. They're from, like, Michigan. <laughs> the beggars are. But, y'all, you know her as a writer. She's from Love or Leave It. Give it the hell up for Jocelyn Kaufman. I did do Jocelyn. You did do Jossie. <laughs> just shows you one of you is more familiar with me. Well, oh, Closer no. friend. Oh. Older friend. Or one of us has more respect. Exactly. For you. That's true. <laughs> wow. This is beautiful. I kind of wish it was, Jesus just taking me higher. Jesus just taking me higher. Oh, yeah. We could, we could definitely get that going. Jesus. Do you think, yeah, because let's, let's play that right now. Oh, thank God. Do you think this could be good guest intro music? Folks, you know her from blah, blah, blah. You know her from da-da-da. You know her from blah, 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 blah. Give it the hell up for Jossie Kaufman. She's just taking me higher and higher. <laughs> I love I love the soundtrack on this oh, it's movie. It's so fun. It's so good. Jessica yeah. Chastain, a person that I don't necessarily like. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, wow. I mean... I don't know. I'm at best neutral about her. You don't like her. her. <laughs> yeah, I mixed. I'd say, but you know, she, uh-huh. she, 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 she did a perfect in-character m- movie musical soundtrack. She's like, yeah, yeah, to uh, sing in character is, is tricky. I think. Here's what I was thinking for this episode. Because mm. we usually at the top we're like, "How's it going? What's your faith <laughs> walk life?" Sure. We haven't had you on in a few years yeah. on the main. Feed. Yeah, that's the last true. time you were on, do you remember what movie you did? I it was a little did movie called Sunday, Sunday School, School Musical. Musical. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. I do remember, and I'm still a huge it's fan. Amazing. I'm still it a huge back. fan of this of this movie <laughs> this that was podcast. cynically produced, and I'm 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 a huge fan of this podcast. So wow. we have made a difference in at least one. <laughs> Young just woman's life, Man. and all it takes is one. There could be ninety nine listeners. All it takes is one hundred dollars <laughs> at seventeenporterpatreon slash good christian fun. Goodness gracious! I was thinking, let's just dive into talking about the thing. Great. Yeah, why not? We can take a break so in the middle say. of the discussion. Yeah, and there's a lot here because it is real life. This feels weird to say. Real life IP. History is like Ooh. the ultimate IP. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, this is I'm nonsense. I've been living in LA a little long. <laughs> what? Why? History is like real life IP. It is. That's what, you know, that's what an American so crime story is. Yes. That's, I mean, you know, it's I mean, real life is totally, IP. Totally. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you like this thing. You remember the white Bronco. You remember yeah. Monica Lewinsky. Well, yeah, what yeah, if? Yeah. Straight out of Compton. Yeah. We got, we got all these. It's original the, content. Mm-hmm. From life. From life. Because yeah. it's like, listen, you can base it on a book, you can base it on a movie that's already been made before, or you can base it on real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's yeah. just People one of that. our sources now. So the movie is The Eyes of Tammy Faye Baker, directed by Michael Schulwalter. 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 Yeah. Uh, who you may remember from The State, movies like Wet Hot American Summer. He's also a great director in his own right. He, he did is. movies like The Big Sick, Hello, My Name is Doris. So he's directed some very credible, very good movies before. Really and he's of him. He's def- but he's definitely not the first person you would think of when it comes to telling the story of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Because uh, it just seems a little goofier, maybe. Like, his maybe vision of the world seems a little more left I of center. I feel that, but also at the same time, like, what as someone who really 
has no concept of of the bakers like that the bakers were never a huge uh theme or thing that came up for me in my life so what I loved about this presentation of this story was that it felt so campy like it did feel Mm -hmm. very theatery and campy and I think like he adopted the perspective of this central character in his directing style and I think like his comedic background actually really like I, I forgot it was him the entire time I was watching it until at the end I saw it with you, Kevin, and you're mm-hmm. like Michael Showalter, and I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that whole time that yeah, I, I, because you said why him? Uh, you said that after we saw it, and then I think I did think about it, and it was like it, the comedy sensibilities were one of my favorite parts of how this story was told. Yeah, I did not expect it to be that funny at all. I thought it was going to be a little bit of a Judy. Biopic, you know, oh my God. through the watery Caroline's eyes. referring to Judy, the movie she lifted up big. two years ago. The big film. The Renee Zellweger starring vehicle. Award winning. The Academy uh, Award winning movie Judy. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of the Baker story is really sad. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be a bit more on the drama side, but it was, there was definitely drama, but it was leaning more on the side of like lightness and kind of the funniness of the situation as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Lots of absurdity. And just the charisma mm-hmm. of And I assume because of our ages and our generation, we're not that familiar with the Bakers as figures, even peripheral. Just like I just know Jim Jim Baker Baker from uh, the the Apocalypse Buckets. Yeah, the Big Burger videos. (laughs) Please look those up. Because Jim Baker is still at it, and he's still on his Griff game. Whatever that is. Incredible. Yeah, he got sued for like Ivermectrin. Ever, oh, yeah. Ivermectin? He sells, like, oh, no. doomsday, um, you know, survival kits and mm-hmm. stuff like that all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully, fully full of crap. Yeah. It's crazy. He's leaned even harder into that yeah. post-prison. <laughs> prison would maybe have changed that. I don't yeah. know. So the movie is a quick primer for us and then for the listeners. Jim and Tammy Faye Baker were televangelists that had a huge show on the CBN network called PTL, Praise the Lord. And it was a big club. Everybody donated to it. And they became like iconic televangelist figures in the 70s, but most especially the 80s with the rise and fall of their empire. They became tabloid fixtures. Uh, and and they dominated a lot of media culture in terms of their coverage, as you can see from the beginning of this movie where they do show a lot of clips. I mean, the way they show the clips, it does seem like, I guess, the most famous people in the world were Jimmy <laughs> or Tammy. People and were Jim nonstop Baker. talking about yeah. the Bakers. She's yeah. making a lot of albums. <laughs> yeah, she was making a lot of albums. I was shocked. Yeah. They had this whole empire pretty much too. They had this like compound of mm-hmm. homes for people. And I'm learning all about this from yeah. the movie. But yeah, yeah, it was like a whole thing. And they definitely came from a more Pentecostal yes. background. And I think it's complicated uh, to talk about some parts of this movie, I did watch the documentary oh, that the movie was based on. Ooh. Because in the opening credits of the movie, it says, based on the documentary, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is a movie, uh, a documentary that was put out in the year 2000, wow. which has her real-life participation in. She's oh honestly the central figure interviewed in it. It's narrated by RuPaul, which I find to be very funny. Oh, and yeah. fun. wow. I watched an interview that he did with her just like before this is part of my research process. Because wow. there's a strange intersection with the mm-hmm. queer community with Tammy Faye. Yeah. Not only in her semi-championing them or at least being kind of sort of an ally, but as well as aesthetically the Tammy Faye her look. Face. Mm-hmm. It has been adopted 
yeah. by many in the drag community, yeah. and she still but sort she's of camp. She is mm-hmm. camp, like down to her music mm-hmm. and her cart. Like she's cartoony. Her interests, yes. yeah, yeah. And if anyone's looking, Wait, so what did you? Oh, finish your thought, but then I wanted to hear what um, the documentary told you that maybe the movie didn't yeah. that you thought was interesting. Oh, uh, that is interesting. Um, well, the documentary was more. It had a more expansive perspective, even though I think it was a little bit shorter than the actual movie was. A more expansive perspective about everything that happened because pretty much the whole movie, the 2021 movie, takes place from her POV, Mm -hmm. from Tammy Faye's POV. And you see everything from her eyes. Makes sense. (laughs) And when the movie opened on her eyes, I'm like, I did the Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) The point at the TV. That's the eyes. (laughs) Whereas there's a little more zoomed out perspective in the documentary as far as they did have talking head interviews with Jim Baker and the Chiron in the lower third was Jim Baker and his new wife. <laughs> they didn't even name her, but oh my you know, gosh. just new wife. And new wife. They talked to a bunch of people. They did not talk to Jerry Falwell uh, in the documentary, yeah. but they got into more the Jessica Hahn of it all. Jessica Hahn was Han. the woman. Well, and here's here's what's strange. And I do oh, recommend. The woman who, oh yeah, I do recommend people thing. either. Read the wiki themselves. Mm. There's there's no shortage of podcasts, honestly, that kind of sum up mm-hmm. the Jim and Tammy Faye thing. There's a behind the there's a couple behind the bastards episodes about it. There's a you're wrong about episode about Tammy Faye Baker and Jessica Hahn. Jessica Hahn was the woman to whom the fall of the empire was sort of pinned upon because she came public with a sexual assault allegation about Jim Baker. Mm-hmm. Now, in the fictional movie, they do not spend no. Much time at all on it. It's like a passing headline and maybe one scene about it where he alludes it's like to instigatory it. Instigatory to. And I will say, the just fall. as like a trigger warning, uh, her account is horrific, brutal, graphic. She gives her account in a Playboy interview mm-hmm. in 1980. I forget what year it is. It might have been 87 or 89, which then leads to so all the rest courage. of the scandal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it was an interesting thing of she was doing a centerfold nude spread yeah. in the magazine yeah. as well as giving this interview. Wow. Almost as a way when you look back on it, it's like, is this the only way people will take me seriously? Or she, pay attention at all. Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 Wow. Because she was definitely like groomed and preyed upon yeah. by the organization. And I will say one of the key figures to do so this is not in the fictional movie, is a man that Tammy Faye Baker ends up marrying later in her life. To do what? Uh, the, the man who paid off oh. Jessica Hahn initially. Is Tammy married? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Tammy. Yeah. So, so here's- That's the, so interesting. In the movie, uh, they play it way more as like a closeted homosexuality rift. Yeah. Between, in that marriage. There's, more, yeah. There's strange allusions to Jim Baker's- Sexual identity, some like kind of ominous close-up shots of him roughhousing with some other men. Yeah, that, through that, the eyes of Tammy Faye. That's right. Well, then Jerry <laughs> Falwell does say like, yeah, you have multiple accounts that people have told yes. me about like yeah, your yeah, homosexual yeah. propositions or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I had no idea Jerry Falwell was going to be such a big part of their story. And they're down. Centrally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like, Jerry Falwell got a <laughs> grubby hands in the middle of this. Like, Does oh, he talk I like that? I hate that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the way Vincent D'Onofrio uh, That really made me mad in the movie. Yeah. I was like, I think Vincent's overplaying <laughs> <the> yeah. this. <laughs> Too much. Esteemed actor Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, no, no, no. That was actually I have some notes. how he is. Oh, yeah. Roe yeah. Ro Messner. Roe Messner was the name 
of the man okay. who paid off the woman. Wow. He divorced his first wife in 93, then married Tammy Faye. Then he was sentenced to 27 months in federal prison for bankruptcy and fraud charges. Damn. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's a lot of dysfunction. A lot, a lot yeah. going on. There's something interesting to me about this movie in that the course of events as it happened in real life are these huge, essentially tabloid stars yeah. and who become the symbols of evangelical corruption. Mm-hmm. When people thought for many who is it now? I don't know. Joel Osteen might be coming for the crown, but honestly, not nearly to the degree that Tammy Faye and Jen, I don't even know who it would be. Maybe Carl Lentz, maybe some of the, the Hillsong stuff. There's not mm-hmm. really a modern day 21st century. Yeah, who's like on TV all the time yeah. or like in every space being like the religious person, you know? There's corrupt people who identify as Christian, but not like the corrupt Christians who yeah. are mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Where, yeah, they were roast on... Every late night show. I yeah, did a bunch wild. of sketches about them. Because, yeah, you think like the most, like the Hillsong church. Yeah, it would be I don't so know much any bigger. Names. Yeah. That's like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they made a joke about them on Fallon. I'd be like, what? Yeah. Like, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> oh, the one who hangs out with Justin Bieber. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I guess that's pretty close. So it's yeah. hard to like really have proper context for it. It's, it's always weird to, to experience mm. these movies that took place. And just like the edge of the recent past where it's past your experience of it, but still within technically mm-hmm. your lifetime. Like I was born the the year that the trials were happening in 1989. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like The Social Network where it's a dramatization of events from basically 2003, you know, 2001, yeah, like 2003. It's like, yeah. yeah, you had like sentience and like, autonomy I remember hoodies. Then. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Napster. Yeah. I was there. It was cleaner to drop the gun. It was, it was. Um, so, so it's hard to have like the proper historical context for it. So, yeah. which is why I recommend people look at the lot of real yeah. life footage, which is, you know, uh, you know, m- yeah. much and overflowing on YouTube or in the documentary, which you can rent on like Amazon Prime. Yeah. Or honestly, read the Peace Hill book or listen to any of those podcasts just to get a historical sense of the context yeah. for the story. Because that's not what a like a, a narrative movie like this is aiming to do or or yeah. trying to accomplish at all is giving you like a view big of, cultural context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like trying to repackage it or show it through a certain lens to make a statement mm-hmm. or some sort of artistic statement. Which is why I was so curious. For this movie, it's like it's like my question with everything now of like, why is this this instead of that? Like, mm. why is this a movie instead of like a six-part drama on HBO? Why is this a book instead of a podcast? Mm-hmm. Why is this a song instead of a whatever? So for a movie, I think what you get with it is like a lot of empathy and a compressed yeah. like time frame and like the bird's eye view yeah. of like some of the evangelical religious right. And that's the, that's the stuff that almost makes you want to like watch it with a little bit of hesitancy because because of how empathetic they make Tammy Faye specifically. But I I'll, I also think they make they they do it in a fair sense where you can tell that it seems always powered by like an ambition for fame or mm-hmm. recognition and wealth too. Like the the draw of wealth is like such a huge theme of this movie. So I thought it was counterbalanced with like, oh, you can see how this person uses faith as a shield to justify. Yeah, kind of do what they need to base do. Base instincts yeah. and yeah. yeah. I was thinking too about like, how good is it to make Tammy Faye out to be the innocent, you know, of this movie? Yes, she's like too much or whatever. Yeah. 
when knowing in real life, like, of course you would know, like, something is hinky here. And yeah. then also to, like, marry the, the payoff <laughs> of, like, the woman or husband. Did, yeah, like, which the, is not in the fictional like, film. Yeah, yeah, like, that's, uh, she's clearly not a blameless person. No. So I, but I still enjoyed the movie. Yeah. And I, I enjoy a, a nuanced view of her, I'd say, yeah. you know, yeah. and probably a lot, hell of a lot more generous than tabloids would ever be to her. Yeah, you without, know? without, like, girl bossifying her no. or like there's like the, or or like respect as a businesswoman <laughs> well, to others well yeah. it's also the question of the form and function of a biopic other mm-hmm. than as something for people to win awards yeah Jessica Chastain will probably get an Oscar for this because wow it's, it's a couple of things that the Academy loves <laughs> prosthetics a shit ton of makeup uh, we do a, need to return to the prosthetics in the discussion. <laughs> yes. I need to uh, talk about the, it later. My research was just a three-minute video about Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain yeah. talking about acting through their prosthetics. Oh Wait, okay. <laughs> what were the nuggets? What were the nuggets <laughs> you got from that? Say? Jessica Chastain was like, she talked about a mask class she took in theater school. Mm. Uh, Juilliard. Yeah, was yes. that where she was? Yep. Yeah. With Oscar yep. Isaac. They were buds <laughs> back in Juilliard oh, right, like yeah. 20 uh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Kiss on the arm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. She talked about how she had to, like, make everything so much bigger. Like, she really – like, you are acting with a physical impediment. Yeah, like, your micro-movement mm-hmm. of your yeah. mouth is, like, harder to see. Yeah, so she was talking a lot about how she felt a lot more pressure to, like, use her body and, like, really <laughs> embody a character and not just uh, rely on, like, my- micro-emotional yeah, like, expression. Yeah, yeah. Twitch of the eye. Twitch of the eye. Because you literally <laughs> probably the can't move. Well, what we even said when we saw in the theater was yeah. because they show the earliest age that they show her in. By the way, it is funny how just every biopic looks like Walk Hard after you see Walk Hard. Oh, it's my like God. John C. Riley playing a 14-year-old yeah. boy. They show they show her and Andrew Garfield as Jim and Tammy yeah. Faye in college. And there's a good amount of cheek yeah. Extension. Oh my god. If you want to put it like that on her face. Yeah. It was she then just kind of looks like Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> and which it is was very funny. all I could think about pretty much the entire movie. It was like, what is the cheek? And then on yeah. him, there's also on, some cheek. It's subtle though. And yeah. but it's not subtle enough no. for me to no, not no, no, be no. thinking about it the entire time. And I'm like, just get rid of it or cast someone with a wider face yeah. than just like you, you know. Like, with with Andrew Garfield, it just kind of seemed like he was having like an allergic reaction. <laughs> like it was like <laughs> just a little puffy, like yeah. a mild allergic reaction. A long flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Chastain, it was like it was full, a full face shape yeah, change. Yeah, totally. Which was just silly. Andrew Garfield spent most of his interview yeah, talking please. about just like complimenting the men who did his makeup every morning. Aww. He was like the bloody absolute brilliant. wizards, the, blo- the blokes. <laughs> Those makeup. Okay, blokes. I'm really rooting for. Andrew Garfield. And yeah, you'll, I'll oh, always you are? be. Yeah, why oh. wouldn't I be? I, I'm, in, I'm in that. I don't know why, but I am too. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because I liked Amazing Spider-Man. He's 38. He's 38, and he's wow. gonna look so much younger for such a long time. Also, he get I, him and Dear Evan Hansen. I feel like yeah, this wow. was his best performance for me since Social Network. Like he is so magnetic in Social Network. Uh, I don't know. And then I guess every role I've seen him since just doesn't feel like it's connecting mm. to the magic with him cuz mm. he's got he's got a movie star quality he does that cuts through and i felt it in this he actually this he was got like to- a perfect casting i think for him he it, does kind yeah. of look like jim baker mm-hmm. for one mm-hmm. i was watching old videos of jim baker and i was like i see it yeah and he does have like kind of that 
like softness to him and yeah. like boyishness a little yeah. bit. And yeah, he, but and, also like kind of a crazy <laughs> like factor, like vein oh running God. through it, you know? There, there's <laughs> something that's sort of inherently boyish about the real life figure Jim Baker when you Very watch Peter Panny. videos of him. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they, they like in the movie, they for sure draw a line around like mommy, mommy oh, issue oof. stuff and like wanting to be mommied and oh, yeah. sure. So, yeah. There's play some, the victim type I, stuff. Again, trigger warning for people, but there's also uh, in the fictional movie, they talk about. <laughs> This part's kind of funny because the guy (laughs) lived, but he ran over a kid, and then that's why he wanted to go into ministry. Yeah, oh my god, that's sort of his inciting incident. But then also maybe as the kid lived, by the way, but the kid lived, yeah, yeah, which is why I'm teasing. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) But 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 then the the darker, sadder side of some of his stuff, which did not come out until. The real life Jim Baker wrote his memoir is that he was molested as a child repeatedly and it like obviously messed him up and he went at length about like I it confused my sense of love and identity obviously Mm -hmm. and so and I don't know whatever amount of research Garfield's putting into this or like they're bringing the real life text into the thing but yeah what I for a movie that was so big there was a lot conveyed with a subtle touch and I think I think I think that the the groundwork was laid for that too I think that they did their research Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so for this movie the kind of structure of it as a biopic there there's all all these like subgenres of biopics now where there's like Cradle to Grave, or like there's, which is most of them. There's like the Steve Jobs approach, where it's like we're gonna look at these <laughs> concentrated events, like like right. in uh, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the Mister Rogers mm-hmm. one with Tom Hanks, where it's like it's just this period of time. With this, it covers a wide span, including her as a child and when she speaks in tongues, and you can see Cherry Jones as her and mother. Jessica Chastain plays the child. And she as plays well. a, a <laughs> five year old girl that used DHing techniques. Yeah, it looks great. It's unbelievable. <laughs> But as a structure, and then as like form and purpose, the biopic, if you want to call it that, or reminded me the most was I, Tanya, In the me sense too, of like yeah, yeah. the function of it seemed to be there's this woman that was reviled for all these reasons Very in the pop media. culture. Like mm-hmm. pop culture was a character mm-hmm. of Whoa. its own. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. And it's about media as much as it is about yeah. the person that the media is talking about. Yeah. And it seems to be a sort of reclamation project in the sense of everyone hated this lady and thought this lady was corrupt and this and that. But did you know she was nice to gay people? Did you know (laughs) she was stuck in a loveless marriage? Like, and Mm -hmm. it seems to be. Yeah. There's an interesting thing to, I don't even know if this is problematic to say or like something strange to project, but with the main creative forces of both I, Tanya and the eyes of Tammy Faye, Baker, in both cases, like the screenwriters are men, the directors are men. There's this weird compulsion, I think, to almost overhumanize to the point of spotlessness, mm. at least with in this movie, is what I felt. In terms of like, she wasn't fully uncomplicated, mm. but in terms of how they portrayed mm. her, they really portrayed her as being like a, a pure spirit. Like an inti- yeah, an like if they had put actual one act of malice or something in there that like we all would have been like well I'm done with Tammy you know mm-hmm. which is actually misogynist <laughs> see I know and I wonder if there's almost like a self-reflexive thing but I thing. think that yeah of like she has to be totally blameless or totally awful you know mm-hmm. in order for you to like know how to feel about her I did think that they did do a good job of paint like the human instincts of like 
wanting to be touched or wanting to be in a like a dynamic marriage where you're making this huge difference. Mm-hmm. I think that she was like subject to whims and wants in this. Like it, it's hard. Yeah, I didn't feel like she was like deified necessarily. But how how would you realistically deify someone who was so clearly flawed? Yeah, and like of course, and like caught, well, think about that yeah. conversation at the like dinner table with the Falwell and all the pastors or whatever. Yeah. And you're like so excited. You know, she pulls up a chair to the table <laughs> and like joins the conversation and says the wrong thing or whatever. Yeah. Like you're you're supposed to think like maybe mm-hmm. she's a little messy, but she's got so much spirit, you know, and like that's good. Ambitious. It's like it's like mm-hmm. to me. It also seemed like they're like concocting this perfect storm of cur- charismatic, ambitious people. Yeah, that could take it to the nth degree that it got taken to. And I loved. I I also I think that like uh like the whole performance angle for both of them like they clearly just they wanted to be celebrities they wanted to be performers mm-hmm. and I loved that because the movie felt like a Broadway musical mm-hmm. like down to like the In lead per- parts, two yes. strong lead performances like doing wigs and outfits and like <laughs> wigs puppets <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. puppets uh, like for uh-huh. the puppet community that was Huge. I will say yeah shout out very meaningful <laughs> this isn't I the, saw yourself the, I, you, when you see that yeah that's when you realize that representation <laughs> is so huge, important huge for you. because the the way their ministry starts which is also corroborated by the documentary from the year 2000 mm-hmm. which by the way there's so many scenes in this movie that are beat for beat just plucked not only just recreations of the footage but even sometimes what the talking heads are saying in the documentary they'll describe something like oh yeah i took a cap off of a, a shower like some shampoo oh, and yeah. started making it talk like a pig and, th- and then you'll see that yeah. version of events in the mm-hmm. 2021 movie the transitions in the in the 2000 documentary to different <laughs> like chapters of their lives are these two little Puppets in shadow. Aww. There's like a dog and a cat. They're like, this is where things go wrong. <laughs> like literally, and it's like the title That's flies great. up. On the, the allegations oh were gosh. serious. <laughs> <laughs> she never recovered. It is so funny. The boy did live. <laughs> it is <Bonk>. funny. <laughs> you get the sense from a lot of this movie that Tammy Faye was the primary driving creative force of what they were doing in terms of her charisma Mm -hmm. and her input and how she was the one, oh, we'll do puppets Mm -hmm. and you'll play against me. Yeah, And and they're talking to the documentary like, yeah, we were just riffing and he was responding to me. It was like a mono scene at IO. One like jumping to the end of the movie, one of the weirdest scenes in this movie that also like just cuts us so strange because it's so tonally different. It happens in present day. Oh, is yeah. like we like cut after all of the drama, the like marriage explodes, the church gets they get in trouble, whatever. They like jump forward to present day, or maybe it's like the year 2000, honestly. It does feel a little dated, like early 2000s, maybe. Um, but she's like in a Hollywood production office, yes. And this entire scene is in the documentary, and they Th- shot the pitch meeting. It feels like mm-hmm. that, it really does feel like it's because it's just so specific. And, oh, yeah, and she's, like, slurping on a Diet Coke, and she has three ideas that, like, some production guy just totally— Says no thanks to. Yeah, he just brought her in there just to, like, beat her. Yeah, just be like, what is this? And, 
So like, yeah, that, that angle of her kind of being like this creative person and Mm -hmm. this weird lane. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That was a, that, that kind of stuck out in the movie as something that was strange. It makes sense. It was plucked from the documentary. Well, and I think it makes sense too. Like it seems that she brought most of the fun to the shows and to the way that they made their ministry and everything. Um, which is probably why they were popular in the first place, yeah. you know? So it makes sense that she would be, he's, you know, the straight man and she's yeah. the the funny person that like kind of keeps yeah. it light and interesting. Um, that said, I will be starting a podcast, Caroline's Terrific Teens. Uh, it's going to be a fun family-oriented oh, no. show. Uh, I think it's going to be a big success. If you guys can support me, that'd be great. And the log line is Caroline teaches teens about different things in the world. And play games. Comes oh, along to the tattoo parlor. <laughs> yeah, I go to tattoo parlor. Oh, that broke my heart. Uh, like talking to those kids, making tattoos. fun of her and everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah, say hi to me before you make fun of me, yeah. which is why I make people in, on Twitter do. <laughs> Shut up. Say it to my face. Say it to my face. Uh, I want to talk more about this movie, but first, we need to take a break. Maybe we should throw it to the puppets for a break. Wow. Did you know that Squarespace.com has (laughs) dozens of free set formats? Well, this conversation is pretty interesting. I hope we get to hear about more great companies after this. (laughs) Let's take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Woo-wee, that was a fun break. Don't forget, use 
code Kevin and Caroline <laughs> to get 20% off. Caroline, we should have puppets <laughs> do our ads. God loves you, except you, Kevin and Caroline, because you didn't think of doing cool puppet bits earlier. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> well, Damn. it is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But that would be even easier. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you do a Mario Wahoo? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's more of a Mario. <laughs> we can't talk about Mario Whoa. right now. I'm deep oh, yeah. in litigation we, about I, Mario. I didn't even bring that up. Yeah. There's a white Have hot you been sent heat on you right now. And I got called Have you by, been sent more casting director jobs? <laughs> I, got, I got a phone call from a very nice talent agent today Ooh. from Gersh who said, hey, are you casting the party? <laughs> Like, it was a legitimate woman. It was the a real legitimate agent. The real coming to you is what makes me saddest of Michelle all. Michelle Yeo's reps should yeah. be fired. Michelle yeah. Yeo, you deserve so much better. So much better. Than someone who did not me. research. <laughs> but it's honestly, you should search. respond and book her for GCS. That'd be fine. <laughs> I would love to know we her faith background. We have a huge background. part for her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Emma, leave all that in. Welcome back to GCF. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. The aspect that I wanted to know more about when watching the movie, there were two things. One was her relationship with her mother, mm-hmm. which felt a little, it was, it was played by the great Cherry Jones. Mm-hmm. Some might remember was Nan Pierce from season two of Succession, where she almost <laughs> bought the company, but then just wasn't. She's great in this. She's she yeah, never she bad, great always job. great. Their relationship seemed so troubled in ways that I couldn't quite wrap my arms around or fully understand. I'm sure there's probably more to it in an extra textual sense, but I, I wasn't quite there. It just felt like wrong kid died energy from Walk Hard. Thematically, just, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It seemed a lot like just like modernism versus the old way. Like it felt like she had this modest version and interpretation of Christianity versus like this like, Reagan era, like make money and Mm -hmm. abundance Mm -hmm. and justification, which like that part, the political angle was interesting to me. That also felt like something that was like used mainly to propel the plot. And there's so much more to be said thematically about it, like what it would turn into with Christianity being incorporated into politics so Mm -hmm. heavily. Oh, yeah. Uh, But yeah, that that felt like the the relationship with her mom almost felt more like a cultural, like making a cultural statement mm. than feeling like, like what the bakers meant to like old Christians. Y- or yeah, or just now. like the yes. old faction versus the new way. Yeah, and that, that almost part and parcel with Falwell mm. also yeah. being like the Christian rebuttal yes. to the opulence and the Reaganomics mm-hmm. inflected thing of. What if there was a theme park? And that's what's interesting to consider, too. They made a ton of money, but for a college Uh, instead. With a theme park still. (laughs) But as far as you can tell in the movie, and as far as I can tell from real life, Mm -hmm. probably not the case with Jim Baker now, but Jim and Tammy were not in it for political influence, necessarily. They were not in it as far Mm -hmm. as, like, we want to get Reagan elected. And in fact, her speaking to... A man living with AIDS on mm-hmm. the show was more of an acknowledgement of the AIDS crisis than Ronald Reagan really, up yeah. to that point had done. That really, like, I, I know it's like, it's hard when people, like, the, the acknowledgement of using your platform or whatever does feel like sometimes hollow because it feels like a virtue signal or like you're not doing that much. You're just like literally, but mm-hmm. th- that does that does feel radical. Like, that did feel 
for the time, I'm and sure. And for that community, it would have felt radical, even in like if my in my childhood, yeah. like a famous Christian had done yeah. that. Yeah. So I can only imagine yeah. what that. I I was dying to see a cutaway to I I in like the real life uh, version. I would have loved to see how the studio audience was reacting. Mm. These people who were probably Christians, people of faith, probably a little on the conservative side, mm-hmm. honestly. And if they were crying, or if they felt uncomfortable, or if they were on Tammy's side during that interview. I watched it today. I did too. <laughs> you know what struck me about it is how she is a much worse listener in the real life uh-huh. interview than she was. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Like he'll say something so tragic and be like, "Now, why don't did when you had sex with women? Like, how did that make you feel?" It's like she Whoa. literally asked him. <laughs> yeah, wow. And he is beyond gracious, so yeah. kind. Yeah. And I think she felt true empathy, but she's yes. not a good listener. And was just sort of like <laughs> jumping in, asking really like aggressive yeah. questions The man's about it, name but is yeah. Steve Peters. The interview was in 1985. So yeah, 1985 as far mm-hmm. as, um, and again, it's not like she ever became explicitly queer affirming mm-hmm. at all, but just in the sense of even queer accepting queer embracing the or idea the low bar of like take care of sick people you know and yes. don't alienate them and the sort of bold thing at the time as far as we can understand from historical context of yeah you can put your arms around yeah. a person yeah. living with aids yeah. and you'll be fine yeah that is something like that is an interesting journey i found that to be the most moving scene in the movie because mm-hmm. it's still it's still germane and connected to the stuff that we're dealing with today. Mm-hmm. Not in the sense of like the aesthetics and the, and the details are the same, but just everyone's fulcrum moment is like, wait, I have like so many queer friends and this church was like, well, they can't be volunteer, mm-hmm. you know, which you're starting to see pop up in more stuff. It's, I've, I hope it's going to reach a breaking point. But when the other two is doing a full-ass episode about, hey, Hillsong sucks shit. Did y'all know that? Yeah, like, yeah. There has to, like, the version of it now is the Hillsong stuff. Back then, it was literally like, don't touch a gay person. Yeah. You might die. Um, so, but it's the same thing that we're still dealing with today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in a different way. The thing I didn't really understand, the other, the second thing I also want a little more of because I didn't understand it so fully was what faith meant and represented to her. Mm. If it was just the scapegoat for whatever excesses that they were born wanting in their own life, like they wanted big things and rich things, and she wanted a lot of makeup, and he wanted a lot of jets and a lot of houses and stuff. They wanted to build a theme park. And then it's like, well, the Lord wants this, and the Lord wants that. And we've experienced in our lives, Caroline, how, how many people can ascribe not that because we don't know people like that, but whatever the yeah. actions or decisions they make or the unkind things that they'll say mm. in the name of God or prescribing it to like, God laid this on my heart or God told me this or I feel like the Bible's telling me and the mm-hmm. inherent truth of blah, blah, blah is this. You see that with Jim and Tammy Faye and other figures like Falwell in the movie. Is God that to her? Was it always just a scapegoat or was it something more? To me, to me, I this is what I got from it. Like, uh... Like Tammy Faye was, did it, it was a bounce board for enthusiasm. It's mm. like I think it was a conduit for her. She felt this passion and enthusiasm and like theatricality. It's like if Tammy Faye were born into a different household, maybe she would have like done High School Musicals mm-hmm. and like like found a community, made more yeah. gay friends. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I think that it was. I think she was someone who just had such enthusiasm. And I think the 
movie was painting a picture of how this was so unrecognized. She was like a a bastard child that was like her mom had so much shame about her existence because it reminded people of her divorce or all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I, I think that that's the through line that they're pushing is that God like gave her importance. And then also it's like that moment where she starts speaking tongues, that is like the first time she's ever recognized for that enthusiasm so it seems like that that's the pathway and so that's good yeah and i think that carries through all the stages of her life until she's old and a discarded joke and her enthusiasm has no currency Mm -hmm. and i think that that's actually that's like something that felt like true to it it it, like i the empathy that these male directors had for what happens to older women who are once known for the vibrancy and like the, the stranglehold she tries to keep on her youth and vibrancy, mm-hmm. whether it's with makeup or femininity, mm-hmm. all these things that will and run being dry. In the yeah. And yeah. Being a performer. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, I, yeah, that that's what the faith seemed to be. Yeah. A bounce board for that, or just a, a vehicle to find meaning in that or purpose in that. I love that. And I also liked that, Mm -hmm. like, every time she heard God's voice, it was her own voice in her head. Like, because that, that is the, it's the bounce board. It's just, you just, that is this higher being to her. It's like finding a reason for this, this like fire in her belly that makes her want to sing disco music. (laughs) (laughs) There's a, Tammy, I think was one of these people and I always feel envy of them. You know, a, a lot of us grow up with uh, you know, God is sort of the thing keeping me in check mm. and is like the antithesis or the contradiction to my natural the breaks to desires. The gas. <laughs> yes, the breaks to the gas. But for people like Tammy oh and a lot of people, God is the affirmation of everything they are. Mm-hmm. And so what you are can just be bigger and bigger and bigger because yeah. that's totally affirmed and validated by mm-hmm. God, which I think is what you're saying too. Yeah, of yeah. Like the natural enthusiasm and exuberance that she had, she saw as like, yes, God wants more of that, not less of it. Like, and yeah. had enough courage to be like, everyone would like me to be a little bit quieter, you know, probably yeah, or like yeah. a little bit less. The like scene where she's a singing much in the, all the time. In the yeah. courtyard at college. Yeah, like very but she loud. just feels... Total <laughs> confidence. I'm like, this is exactly, it's better for me actually to be too much yeah. than too little. And then it's case, like, cool. it's like yellow wallpaper shit where she had too much energy to the point where then she just got medicated to cool yeah. her out because like yeah. a- eventually her passion became the thing that the men controlling her life hated. And so she's like sedated. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Like hysterical, of yes. course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And that's why she's so depressed. Yeah, yeah. And I think also just plus knowing like everything is weird and murky and like my husband is not touching yeah, me and yeah. like it's something's not right. I loved the country producer. Oh my God. <laughs> like, uh, I loved yeah, him. What a perfect home dream <laughs> right? Yeah, he's like literally all of his lines are just him talking about how amazing she is. Yeah, like, <laughs> touching her while she's pregnant. Like yeah. just so hot. That's and a guy. Little belt the actor's hair. name is him. Mark Wisetrack and he is a for real he's a country musician. He is? Like, he's an actor but he's uh, also a country musician. He had a right? cowboy hat. Yeah. He, like, mm-hmm. He's a, a total fantasy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he even tried to like tell Tammy come away with me. Like, tell him no. It's possible he has what 
Bradley Cooper wants. Uh, Big time. <laughs> Brad wishes. Whoa, he should have been Jackson Maine. <laughs> I know. Who just killed it? I'm Who hopeful for it? a Jackson Maine sequel. I think they can figure out how to bring him back. Yeah, young Jackson so, Maine. <laughs> young Jackson. Yeah, like young Sheldon. Baby like, Jackson. Like Wonka. <laughs> Baby Allie. <laughs> You're talking about the Timothy Chalamet yes. Wonka. Yep, like Wonka. <laughs> well, I say they should be like. Sasha Baron Cohen's Borat, where it's like, bring him back every like 10 or 15 years. And he's like in prank scenarios at yeah. the grocery store. Hey, <laughs> he like want, pisses himself. You want something? He's like pissing he's himself. Like, I'm here for my Whole Foods order. <laughs> and then he pisses himself. Jackson. I'm pissing. <laughs> Allie. Uh, licorice pizza trailer just dropped. We got a good, good amount of bearded coop in that. Uh, oh. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Something to look share. forward to. I don't know about that. <laughs> Sam Yeager, the gentleman who came, who uh, people might know from Parenthood as Erica Christensen's husband. I forget what his name is. We know him as the guy we see at a local coffee shop all the time. He's always oh, yeah. at Copa Vida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy. He's the one that played Roe Messner who was there near the end when Jim was trying to convince him, like, no, give me this money. We're going to build this thing. He's like, eh, I don't know. Oh, that guy, yeah. That's, that's the man that. In real life, Tammy Faye ended up. Oh. Wow. Yes. Oh, the guy. Well, and then Jim Baker oh accuses her of flirting with him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that feels seated. That's oh interesting. Oh, my God. That's mm-hmm. probably why they. Oh, that was probably the film nodding to them ending up. Yeah. <laughs> A it's little a, nod. A nod. It's interesting considering the perspective of whatever the movie is. I compared to Itania. Itania feels a little more didactic at certain yeah. points. Margot Robbie is Itania. Is giving direct to camera monologues about also you're complicit in the system. You're yeah, bubble, you yeah, know, yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. like that. Totally. The perspective of this movie seems to be embodying Tammy Faye's actual perspective. Yeah, it's trying to like create the emotional, the emotional set dressing for the moments in mm-hmm. her life. Yeah. yeah. But it's also the same amount of reflection, maybe the same amount of of uh, restitution mm-hmm. that she might feel the the responsibility to. Um, just in the sense of like, there never seems to be a moment where this movie says, yo, fuck Tammy Faye Baker. But there are moments where it shows her being like her mom saying, hey, they're yeah, writing a lot wrong. of like, hey, uh, you're stealing a bunch of money. And she's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So it seems to be You see like denial. self-deception, mm-hmm. denial. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's played out in two that I never quite understood even like what the Prob- the financial issues were. Yeah. Because Tammy probably wasn't interested yeah, in like, knowing I, that either. I, I don't you know, think like about the that. details yeah. of how that all, like, all the dominoes fell or whatever. Yeah. Um, she was blocking it out. And so the film, it, yeah, even with, you know, the the sexual assaults and everything, it just yeah. sort of like, you see, it's in the background. It's mm-hmm. like a set dressing, you know, to like whatever's happening. Yeah. And the sexual assault, from my understanding, was noisier at least from a media perspective than the financial things but it but it all mm-hmm. became tied into the same yeah, thing yeah. even though what he was eventually prosecuted and then went to prison for was not the assault it was money it was all yeah. the money stuff and yeah. the way they were skimming and and, and frauding double too. crossed them. <laughs> I don't, the note the sort of succession oh of that God, in terms yes. of like political power playing mm-hmm. yeah is that very interesting. Bag. I Vincent D'Onofrio doing. I thought he did a pretty He's good. good. Yeah, He's the one who did the monster in Men in Black. Uh, yes, he Whoa. did. <laughs> His most famous role that we all remember. <laughs> Honestly, big probably. respect for that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not full metal jacket, not Daredevil. Also, his second most famous role as the guy who tweeted that really beautiful thing about the pig. Do you know what I'm talking about? The pig. Yes. Nick Cade pig. He. 
No, this is from 2019. And I've seen so many men and women put this in their Instagram. He said, he just tweeted, pigs can't look up, but I could pick up a pig one night and raise it into the sky and tilt this pig ever so gentle. I can make sure this pig pig's eyes line up with the stars. Imagine seeing the stars for the first time. I want to be treated that kindly and see the stars for the first time. 28,000 retweets, 118,000 likes. Wow. That made me a full supporter of when Twitter made the character count 280. Yes. That was like a full-ass poem. Oh, 2B is <laughs> oh, the number 2 in the letter B, by the way. <laughs> to be a pig looking to, to be the a sky. Pig. This is like a jewel song. I want to I jam to this. Like Midnight Mass. Incredible stuff. Yeah. Ultimately, did y'all find Jessica Chastain credible in the role? Were you ever completely enveloped mm. in her performance. It's a showy performance. Yeah, Very I go, showy. I go back and forth. Like, I I thought, I mean, there's so many, <laughs> there's a lot of mannerisms. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of prosthetics to get through, mm-hmm. as I said. You know, a lot of hair, a lot of makeup. Um, it's so distracting. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but that's interesting because maybe when you've seen other biopics where there is that level of, Makeup and prosthetic, because you know I you can Tanya get lost and like in the and Judy certainly had it. Yeah. yeah, and maybe you can. Judy, not that much, honestly. Oh, yeah? It's mostly just makeup, whatever. But anyway, but you know, pushing my way through yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought she there were really some brilliant moments yeah. in there, and I thought you know the AIDS interview that she did was great. Mm-hmm. Um. Gosh, the the I loved when she does like seal the the deal, the financial deal with that one guy and yeah. like the, the mood she's doing. Yeah. But I also very much felt the acting yeah. going on in a lot of the movie. A few times I was like, oh, I bet she's loving <laughs> oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But in a way that I didn't feel like because I felt the same about Andrew Garfield, because they were yes. playing such big characters. Yes. But then it is like, I don't know, there was the campiness made it feel like Maybe these people in real life were kind of doing a drag performance. Yeah, they were probably being dramatic all the time. They were clearly all—they're clearly living (laughs) full-time lives of deception, like Jim Baker especially. Yeah. And, like, Tammy Faye Baker through this clutching onto femininity Mm -hmm. and and vibrancy and everything. So, like, that— that that like desperate clutching to character kind of almost rung true maybe mm. but again i don't know enough about i don't know about about That's, them yeah. in real life but yeah. i i was like there's kind of a justification here uh but yeah them as like andrew garfield and like the gray wig and the jowls oh it's like God. it gets a little snl it's not, giving us yeah. like old person makeup has like gotten worse in our time the cameras got like, better yeah uh-huh. i think that's I think, so. I think that the cameras got probably better totally right because right? i've Wait, been watching you... midnight mass and good lord good lord oh no spoilies about some old um, shoot the it on film the old shoot it on film is horrendous uh just hilarious party city level you know costuming going on there i'm trying to think of the best example. anyway the one of my actually wait did y'all watch the left i know you didn't did you watch the leftovers Mm-mm. in the finale of the leftovers they do use old age makeup and it is stunningly tasteful wow like justin you know who did a great what's that old beach 
Old Beach. Old. Wait, it's called. Old Beach. If I had just said old, then you wouldn't know. Old Beach. Old The beach that makes you old. Beach that makes you old. It was subtle. Yeah, it's uh-huh. subtle on old. And it worked. You know what? You're right, Caroline. Old is subtle. <laughs> round for the round. lightest touch I've seen in years <laughs> in a movie. That, um, is it yeah, as but, bad as like Harry Potter <laughs> epilogue? Like that? Is no, that it truly, lore? it truly, no. That I've never like seen getting, more. Yeah, it feels so bad. Makeup. Um, but but anyway, so Jessica Chastain, I thought she was good. I think it was kind of a miscast to put her in that role, but like she did have some really great moments, and she carried the movie fantastically. Like she is very okay. Dramatic, imagine you're a famous Hollywood casting director like Kevin T. Porter. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, um, who are you who, putting? Who? Let's go. Huge credits. <laughs> huge <laughs> credits. Uh-huh. Oh God. Who like who do you like? Is Gosh, there not anyone a working that would actress? more remotely rec- like read like her? Oh, you know what? Um, do you know Allison Pill? Yeah, I feel like she kind of Ooh. looks like her, and I bet she would be amazing. Yeah, she's a great actor. You're. Yeah. Not wrong. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think right? that's good. That. Jessica's face is just too, she's too beautiful too, I mm. think, to, to play Candy like, see, like convincingly. It is infuriating watching the interview because she is just this like uh, amazingly like, beautiful. Statue. Like, yes. Statue. Like, she looks like a jaw. painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like her jaw like, is so, there's so much uh-huh. dark space under her jaw. It's like... She looks like a renaissance sculpture you've been talking about the jawline. I'm always thinking about... It. Yeah, even... Oh, this is what also drove me crazy is even as Tammy is gaining weight in the movie, her jawline is still just like sharp as a knife throughout the movie again. I'm like, come The makeup on, artists Jessica, are like, like trying to soften it. Let them do the neck, you know? Anyway. I know. I'm of two minds about that because a, a part of me is like, I, I almost appreciate the theatrical... The theatrical convention when there's less makeup and you just kind of have to go there mentally. Yes. Like there's this whole conversation with Sarah Paulson on American Horror Story. Yeah. Caroline's showing us a picture like of Alison right? Pill, who people oh. may know from the newsroom. Wow. I would love to see her in that role. Yeah, she'd, she'd be good. Uh, that Because like Jessica Chastain, like the voice worked for me. And also the, her and the songs really impressed I think me. she's really singing. Yeah. Singer. And she's doing good. I didn't, think, I didn't know she was a good. singer. Yeah. yeah. Wow. She's like, she's doing a great those songs are fun to listen to yeah, genuinely. She wants an Oscar. She'll probably be nominated. Will she get it? No. Who would get it? No, no, no. I, I don't oh, think yeah. enough people saw this movie. I mean, sometimes you mm-hmm. can just get the performance, but I, I think someone else is going to get it. Do you think she won't it's be nominated, a too though? Silly. I, th- I think she will be nominated. I, th- I think she'll get a no- I think yeah. that's an easy a nomination. Nom. A little nom. Real life person. Nom, beautiful nom. lady made herself and sort like, of grotesque. I don't see Michael Showalter getting a best director. Because no. like they don't, that, the Academy doesn't care about they don't respect Michael him. Sh- Yeah, yeah. And he's a, gr- he's a great, I do think he's a great director. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen My Name is Doris, that movie? That's yeah. Like, it's a oh, Sally right, right? movie that's really fun. good. Yeah. yeah. The I ending made me mad. But other than that, I, I, I thought ending. it was good. But yeah, it was great. Anyway. She'll be going up against... Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. Lord. I do, oh, I my doubt. God. Kristen I Stewart. Don't. Kristen oh, Stewart. I don't. Please find a new job. We will see. Find a new industry. <laughs> Just chilling. Just, I should be great at chilling. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Great at wearing clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep doing those Beautiful <laughs> gowns. Louis Vuitton partnerships. Keep that up. Or no, Chanel. 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 Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, we love that. The ending scene of the movie, she gets asked to sing a song at Oral Roberts University. A I university love this scene. I do love this scene. That uh, maybe a family member went to and after uh, <laughs> up for the it. rest of her life. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10, no notes. <laughs> Perfect university experience. <laughs> and 
she sings uh, "Glory, Glory, Hallelujah." His truth is marching on. What what the hell is the song called? My eyes have seen the coming of the glory. America of the, Lord. the Beautiful. No. <laughs> No. no. What's the name of the song? My eyes have seen My- the glory, glory, Wait. glory, hallelujah. My eyes. Not called glory, glory, hallelujah. The battle hymn of the, the battle Republic. Battle hymn of the Republic. We had to By sing this at all state choir. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Come on. <laughs> and it's just her. This is in her kind of washed era. Mm-hmm. They don't show her with her husband. They feel they're her new husband, Messner. They fully excise that part. And she's singing in front of a kind of mixed group. She's kind of... Down and out, tabloid fixture on it's the like downturn. A Christianity conference or something, or like, yeah. like a graduation. Uh, oh, yeah. It was like their know. alumni weekend or okay. something like that. Yeah. So she sings, and in her head, the kind of final image of the movie is her fantasizing and imagining a full ass gospel choir, an mm-hmm. extravagant like how she would produce it. spectacle mm-hmm. behind her. And it, it flips between the perspective of the audience just seeing her bear on stage and then her own perspective of like this beautiful 50 piece voice thing Mm -hmm. on stage with her. And I liked it. I'm not sure what it was trying to say, but it did almost make me want to, like you were saying, Jossie, as the idea of faith as a springboard for performances, which is so much of what we've talked about on the show with guests where people say, I love the church because I could do my skits and I could sing and I could be in the praise. Because you feel, I uh, art is... Art compels you to feel bigger than yourself mm-hmm. yes. and to have something that is ascribed to you as a purpose for existence and that you can latch onto that and be or like, something very emotional. yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this feels so big. Why does it feel so big and so meaningful? Oh, here's a big reason. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. like uh-huh. perfect. That's a way to label it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was very moving and it's sort of like. I loved. Uh, yeah. I really liked that part because I, I again, like. It felt it, tragic. It Yeah. And way. also it's like, I, I honestly, so many parts of the movies, I'm like, the eyes of Tammy Faye. The it's eyes. like, this is how, this is. She is notable and special because she lived so big. Like, and I do think that he's making the argument that this is the gusto and the 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 amount of space this woman's presence takes up that like and also that she was this creative person and this director like she her show was an extension of that like there should be dancers and a disco set and blah 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 and like in her heart that's what performing is and then when they cut back and she's still giving the same vocal performance but just like alone on a stage, it's like, like if it was just her alone on the stage, it would only be cringy, but it's like doing us the service of giving the, giving the the confidence that she is. Yeah. And then you admire it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, whether or not, I don't think it's saying that she is wholesale admirable, but uh, like that, that I think it's trying to underline what exactly is compelling or special about this mm-hmm. person. I, th- I, I, yeah, I thought that that that's kind of what I got from that scene and why I think it felt a little profound or a, a little, yeah. yeah. I was watching um, there like uh, she did a talk show interview with um, David Letterman and like the RuPaul interview, and I was thinking about you know this is post scandal and everything. And she still is glamorous and she still is funny. Mm. And she knows what people are saying about her and how they feel about her. And she's not 
um, arrogant, but she's not humbled by it completely either. Mm. And I feel like you also see that in the performance of like, yeah, yeah, she has lost everything. She's not in her cool house anymore yeah. or whatever. You could feel sorry for her, but Tammy doesn't feel sorry for herself yeah. ever. You yeah. know, like from day one, she has always known. That's true. Like, That's true. I'm kind of an uh, amazing. And the way I see the world is unique and God backs me up. So Even I don't really care where I am. Her you mom know? doesn't like her at the beginning. She like, she would like just, they portrayed as yeah. totally unbothered, like yeah. totally. She's like, whatever. Forward facing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh, mom. She doesn't, like, try, to, she doesn't try to battle her main? out of it. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh God. Yeah. I think that's so true. I think that, it, I, yeah, that, that there's some, there's something special about that even when it's wielded by like a tragic figure or mm-hmm. someone who causes pain to people mm-hmm. or embezzles yeah. money or whatever. Yeah. They didn't lose like their own dignity inside. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Like if they gave like Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos some sort of treatment <laughs> like this. like The eyes of Elizabeth? I think that would be interesting. <laughs> I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. The voice of Elizabeth. We wait for Jennifer Lawrence to do a justice to oh see what gosh. she does. Oh, I did. I <laughs> totally forgot? forgot. Don't forget. Totally forgot. Don't forget. Oh, is oh, she th- playing her? Yeah. All right. There's one other thing <laughs> I find profound about Jessica Chastain's performance, and it's how she drinks the Diet Coke. Like, yes. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> like it's life self, like like it, she yeah. does like the you can feel like, the carbonation. Yeah, yeah. The, diet, <laughs> the diet coke was a big part of the it's documentary spicy. as well. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and to be seen in a movie like yeah, that for, for you me, representation was huge. matters. Yeah, that's right. Mine's Coke Zero, but oh it's, the principle is the same. Coke ah. Zero. I say Coke Zero tastes like spicy air. It's oh, so yeah. good. Whenever spicy it's not air. cold, you realize like yeah, there's kind of like no flavor here, but I'm and good truly with that. you like it's drink fine. it. You're like it's what just is brown. this? This is. Is this the fifth state of matter? Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. Here's a fun I'm casting what if. Uh, speaking of Jennifer Lawrence and Chastain, American Hustle. Jennifer Lawrence's role was originally cast with Chastain, who could oh, not do it because of scheduling. That would have been amazing. Chastain it, and Amy Adams. <laughs> I really like Jennifer in that movie, though. I like her too, but she's playing like 15 years older than totally. what yep. yeah, the she age actually is. It's so strange. But she's still it's so like Mink's wife. Yes. <laughs> Why was Mank's wife so young, we asked? Because <laughs> Mank himself was like 30 as he's supposed to be in the movie. Oh, yeah. But Gary Oldman's like 92 or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, it doesn't matter. Any other final thoughts of the eyes of Tammy Faye before we rate this sucker? I was totally, I don't know if I'd say this is like best movie I've seen, et cetera. But I I, I was, I liked it so much more than I was expecting. Same. Like, mm. uh, just, it's like, campy and if you have an appetite for like big performances like the performances are big but the movie itself I found subtle and like had an even hand I thought it was like very well directed in the stead of Showalter's other movies and so I like uh, like Kevin when you asked me to see this with you I was like oh yeah that movie I don't know if it'll be like my cup of tea but I am curious and And I said A-list practically free Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I would just say like if anyone's listening to this and it sounds interesting at all, like I had such a fun time seeing this in a theater because it's a big movie. It was fun to see on a big screen. Yes. And to like full give budget, my full attention. Fun movie, 
really well paced and never like drags through at any point. And um, it's also one of those great movies that sends you on a Wikipedia wormhole after, which I enjoy and like to go look up all the real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like watch the real interviews and everything. So that was, that was a fun part. I'm excited to do that part. Like I want to watch this documentary and learn more about it, but then also we talk about like how there's the death of the medium budget movie. This is like a perfect medium budget movie. It has actors that Mm -hmm. are, really talented that you know and they're doing good performances it's like try it's like good story directors with a few films in their pockets can like, i give you a cynical reason why i may exist because i agree with you the yeah, depth of the yeah, 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 yeah. Movie, like movies are not two million dollars or yes. 200 million dollars it exists because it's an oscar play chastain is oh. an ep on the movie sure, sure and sure, so sure. now the mid, cash on the, well the mid-budget movies that exist now are our oscar pl- are they're like vehicles funded, for yeah. actors yeah so yeah, hey, that makes sense. Blessing. I mean, how else Bless do you, you got to get it made somehow? Mm-hmm. I suppose. It's, it's Lucky like, Chap Entertainment. We, we tip our hat to we you. We tip your hat. <laughs> okay, let's rate it. You know how this works. We're gonna give it a holy roast or toast. Holy toast. We send her higher and higher, higher. to heaven, to heaven, to heaven. <laughs> oh gosh. I love Kevin, it. She says, wait. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> or we send her down. I shouldn't say her. I should say the movie. We're sending this movie. Oh, Tammy, this, so this is a referendum on her soul. Oh, no, no, no. The actual woman. The woman passed away in 2007. We're not saying Okay, anything just the eyes. She's been waiting for us to decide. Or purgatory all of us. Well, maybe she's there right now. I don't know. Let's start with Caroline. Um, one more note about her singing. Her actual singing voice is a lot deeper than I expected it to be. Ooh. It's really good, too. Real Tammy Faye. Wow. Anyway, um, Holy Toast for me. I really enjoyed the movie. It was fun. I watched it with my husband at the AMC Americana. Great time. Gorgeous. Had a little promenade Man, around the mall after. We saw the AMC Whoa. Americana. Jossie. <laughs> Caroline. That's so nice. Someone uh, tweeted that they like came in from out of town and went to the Americana and they're like, why didn't I see Kevin or Caroline there? <laughs> I was like, Aww. that is weird that so we were associated there. with that structure. That's huge. That's Blessing. big. Thank, Thank you to Mr. Caruso. <laughs> it's my um, favorite yeah. little private town in the world. It's <laughs> absolutely chock full of people day and night. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was good. Toast for me. All right. We turn to Jossie. Uh, or Jocelyn. As some people oh, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this a holy toast. Uh yeah, I I think I've said all the reasons I liked it, Beautiful. but like uh, great performances, well directed. It made me care about a subject that I knew so little about, mm-hmm. and also didn't feel like I was like being taught. Like I didn't feel like I was being taught at. Yes, which is nice with like something that's based in real life events. So toast, you can, she, Tammy Faye is going to heaven. Yay! Tammy Faye <laughs> is going to Jossie has proclaimed. <laughs> She's going to heaven. I'm going to give it a toast myself. I re- I enjoyed this movie. I did think it dragged for like the last 20 to 30 where I'm like, When it okay, went present day, it was the ministry's little, yeah. Where over. are we going here? What do we do? Okay, this feels like a bummer. Yeah. I think both of them give really good, really credible performances. Yeah. One thing I wanted a little bit more of, and maybe this is just some like spoon feed me like a baby or hand holding stuff. I did want a little more editorializing because sometimes mm. when you're making movies based on historical fact or biopics, it seems to be that the interesting thing about it is that it happened rather than what else is interesting about it. Like, I know it happened, but it always feels like sometimes the, sometimes it feels like the filmmakers are saying, isn't this interesting? This is kind of strange, right? Rather than like, is the theme of this, how faith corrupts? Is this about like the intersection of performance and 
in power? Is this what? What is this actually about? Yeah, I want like a teeny tiny a bit more, more. handholding. I get that. Even though at certain points the characters did espouse their theologies and worldviews, it was just really zoomed blatantly. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really yeah. zoomed in for sure. Yeah, and then even down to the point, like in the credits, what they they showed us side by side photos of how well they got the characters, you know? That's always such a flex on the yeah. filmmakers part. Like, look how pretty accurate this is. <laughs> but like, that does seem to express the film's values were just like kind of getting these characters Being as like emotional subjects yeah. versus mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. making a broader statement about capitalism. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, yeah, what is I, it? I would love to talk to Michael Showalter for more than one reason, but also to say like, <laughs> what do you think is like the most interesting yeah. Most strange or weirdest thing about Tammy Faye, other than, I don't know, she's pretty complicated. She's yeah. not one thing or another. She she's loves surprising. queer people, yeah. but she's also possibly corrupt and complete. Like, mm. you just want a little bit more than that. Like, do you think it served a different purpose than the documentary? Or did it serve the same purpose as the documentary? Well, I just feel like you can have a little more leeway with editorial yeah, in exa- narrative. Yeah, it shouldn't serve the same purpose Because there's the so many different yeah. things th- through which you can te- contextualize, whether it's performance, whether it's the music and the editing. And you can do some of that in documentary, but mm. the footage kind of is what it is. Mm. But narrative is a real opportunity to like, this happened, but this was already a documentary. And let's yeah. not just do a two-hour-long reenactment. Let's... Give it like a personal lens, but mm-hmm. I guess the eyes were at the end of the day. <laughs> the, lens. the eyes of Sammy Fang. What Kevin is trying to say is the puppets weren't the pu- necessarily as much as they could have yeah, been the in the film, have been and like that a Greek was, chorus, like exactly. A- <laughs> it's like if you're going to tell a story, like use okay. the perfect medium. I did. I felt hand. I was pissed off about narrator. That. <laughs> Wait, I bring mention- fantasy into this world. <laughs> did I mention how the first puppy she did did sound like Dexter's voice? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh hey, I just yeah, love the word. It's like a little it's, nerdy, tough yeah, guy. That's where we go. Uh, but we're not the final word. Vote for a roaster toast for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Go see it, Pokemon Go in the movies. <laughs> if you feel safe and comfortable, we saw it at a matinee like where there was only like three other. <laughs> yes, just like Nicole Kidman loves going it to was, the AMC. It was us at that matinee, and then like a group of three old men. Yeah, and then one latecomer sauntered in, and mm-hmm. then at one point went, "What?" I felt safe. I felt safe. What? I don't remember when the guy said what, but I was like. I don't even remember that. I'm sounding this Yes. But you give it a roast or toast yourself. Go to at Christian Fun Pod and. Oh, no. Hillary, where are you? Hillary. Go to the bathroom. Guess what? It goes the economy. There's a one point in the documentary where they said, I know a woman who's been more ridiculed than Tammy Faye Baker than Hillary Clinton. Uh, they did draw a line between them two. Interesting. Another thing in the Ted Koppel interview, Caroline, uh, which they show a fictional reenactment where it's the real Ted Koppel and footage, and then the reenactment footage of Garfield and Chastain. But in the real interview, uh, Tammy Faye does say, well, you know, I shop at places like TJ Maxx. <gasps> Whoa. So Tammy Faye confirmed Maximista. Wow. Welcome, welcome to the club. She's she can she can hang at TJ Maxx. She's, she's sitting at <laughs> the TJ table shopping now. with her, looking at the beauty like, clearance. Is this a line? <laughs> <laughs> All pick right, up we're some more headphones. <laughs> we're dimming the lights. We're lighting the candles in here for the two hundredth time. Aww. We're bringing it down, Ooh. and uh, we're not here to plug ourselves or promote our, our projects for the approval of man for selfish reasons. We're here to do it 
as an act to the Lord, an act of service and sacrifice. And we start, as per usual, with Caroline. My name is Caroline, but online, I'm Caroline Farts, and that's where you can find me <laughs> and keep up. Keep up, keep up with keep my up. crazy life. <laughs> I'm losing track, yeah, personally. See if you can. Get some running shoes, because yeah, it's going to go fast. <laughs> um, I'm going to lift up a movie I watched on Hulu called Vacation Friends. Hulu. Uh, with John Cena and uh, Meredith Hagner. And uh, it was just so funny. And it's not, like, the best movie ever. <laughs> but if you're looking for, like, a good, fun comedy to watch, you know, on a, on a weekend or weeknight. Probably a weeknight. <laughs> um, I recommend it. It was just very silly. It was great. All right. Thanks, Caroline. But Meredith Hagner, I think she's so funny. People may know her from Surge Party. Yeah. And she's someone, every time I see her, I'm like, that reminds me of my friend Julia. Every movie I see, everyone reminds me of either Ben Khan or Julia Seals. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. You have like two people. Uh, ben Khan. Big eyed woman, Julia. <laughs> no, it's just an energy. Who turns to Jossie? Uh, hi. I'm Jossie Coppin. You can find me <laughs> online at jossie.com or follow me on Letterboxd at Jossie. Uh, and I would like to lift up a movie that I saw over the pandemic and I just was super charmed by, uh, Plan B, directed by Natalie Morales. It's just, I love I love these characters. I feel like it's on Hulu. It was kind of something that would have come out in theaters, but we were all inside and just check it out. It's like a movie that is about teen friendship but then also about reproductive health. Something to think about. Yeah. So watch that on Hulu. All right, Hulu. I know, man, out. Hulu's getting a lot of love. Uh, what do I... Hulu's been I, having some hits lately. Should I lift up It's frickin- just where the stuff... Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah, I, I did <laughs> watch an episode of it. I did it. watch all I, of it. I finished it. Yeah, Hello. me too. I don't want to talk about it. Can, can you do <laughs> Nicole Kidman's accent, her vampire accent? Masha. <laughs> <laughs> I dose do. But I dose myself too. Going to do this together. Someone has to check on the Mulaney's. My (laughs) grief. What a fascinating project. Fascinating. A wild, wild show. Here's my favorite fact about that. It's based on a book. The book takes place in Australia. The TV show is set in Northern California. Because of the pandemic, they couldn't shoot in Northern California. They shot in Australia, but it's still set oh in God, Northern California. Oh my God, with Cal- an Australian star That's playing amazing. a Russian one. <laughs> Unreal. Because the book was written by someone who wrote Big Little Lies. Which uh, was it also, Leanne? Which that guy liked. Yeah, Leanne Moriarty. Oh, yeah. Who, and then that's David also e. Kelly. set in Australia and set in, or the books in Amare. Australia. TV show in Northern oh California. Oh my God. What? Is Kelly trying to David e. Kelly. kickstart the freaking Northern Ca- uh, California oh. cinematic universe? Down under to, new, <laughs> the, to up north? The NCC. <laughs> you can lift me up at Kevin T. Port everywhere. I'll lift up. You know what? Get yourself out to Broadway. Go see Hades Town. Wow. Anais Mitchell. It's my first Broadway show back. Wow, coastal elites only. Craw- <laughs> cried like a small child. Uh, yes, coastal elites only. Honestly, fortunately, <laughs> theater is still very classist. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It still costs like a hundred dollars to go see a show. Hey, less than going to the eye doctor. Hey, that's true. <laughs> I went to the eye doctor today. Every month, like, I have to choose between seeing Lion King or getting my or getting life-saving LASIK context. getting LASIK surgery. <laughs> this is America. It's like the this voyeurs. This is where we live. <laughs> Are we so proud of ourselves? <laughs> Gracious. 
I in know. Canada, all the plays are free. <laughs> I, you know, I like to think of myself as an independent. So for the election in 2024, I'm looking for someone who's going to bridge the gap between eye doctor and yes, Broadway yeah, inequality. Yeah. These are specifically my interests. <laughs> you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for new Christian fun every Friday. And you yeah. can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity starting this month is Feeding America. Feeding hey, America. Their mission is to advance change in America by ensuring equitable access to nutritious food for all in partnership with food banks, policymakers, and supporters for the communities that they serve. So we're going to be donating to them for the next few months. Jossie, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you, Jossie. our 200th episode. Wow, what an honor. Thank you for having we'll me. Have honor to have you. In 200 episodes more. <laughs> I can't yes. I'll start rubbing my takes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And there's nothing left to say except for, okay, okay I, I love, love you. you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and we will go out with not the Jessica Chastain version, but the real life Tammy Faye's version of the song Jesus Keeps Taking Me Higher and Higher. Ooh, so fun. Wow. Ooh. Sounds like a Muppet yeah. song. Come on, we gotta put on the show. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> keeps <laughs> taking me. You could remake this with Kermit is jamming. Hi-ya! Piggy is Sammy Faye. Jesus, I'm so Whoa! Is that good? That's good. Yeah, that's Thank pretty you. good. Okay, all right. Higher and higher. All right. We'll see you next week for the 201st. As long as you donate. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.